Folks, I am as happy as I can only be when I've just welcomed one of my children into the world. And that is because I just welcomed one of my children into the world. My wife, beautiful Katie, delivered our fourth child only a couple days ago. Our child is two years, two, no, no, he's not two years old. He's two days old and I am high as a kite. This is like my favorite feeling ever. And so today we're gonna give you a quick rundown as to how the labor and delivery went, how we're feeling bringing a child into this world during somewhat of an uncertain season, and how we just still see the true blessing and gift that children are, regardless of the circumstances in which they come into the world. So I hope you enjoy, and I will also say, if you've not yet left a rating or a review, we would love it if you did that over on iTunes. So Maybe if you're not listening on iTunes, if you're listening on nowthatwe'rafamily.com, you could pull up iTunes and just tap the five stars. That would mean so much to Katie and I. And if you have left a rating or a review, thank you so much. Those encourage Katie and myself. They just encourage us beyond what we could express to you. So thank you so much for your encouragement, and we'll get today's episode going. Hey. I'm Elisha Votberg. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in families that were fun, impactful, and relationship rich. Now that we're a family of our own with three young children under the age of three, we're eager to see what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go. Katie, you did it. We did it. You did it. I get zero credit for what transpired a couple days ago. You get all the praise and glory and honor and credit. Uh, no. no, that was, it's always a team effort. I always feel that way. For well, sure. I feel pretty privileged to be my part of the team. So <laughs> I feel privileged too. I am also, I'm wearing these pajamas on the podcast because I felt like, well, we're recording on YouTube. That's why I'm mentioning this. Yeah. If you're on YouTube, because I was just like, when's another opportunity when I'm going to be able to wear pajamas on the podcast? You're right. It's pretty much now or whenever There's you no have another child. There's no pajama podcast day on yep. the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, taking advantage of that, I'm just going to go back to bed in a couple of minutes because mm -hmm. we have... We just had a baby how many days ago? Yeah, I mean, it's been less than two. No, it's two days this morning. It was two days. Yeah. Two days. Yeah, yeah. All the time, you know, kind of blends together between the mornings and the evenings. And Wow. It was such a blessing, though. I mean, every child is such a gift and such a blessing. And as some of you know, you know, we've had very smooth, straightforward labors, or sorry, uh, pregnancies and labors and deliveries. And this was the first one that kind of threw us for a loop a couple of weeks ago because right at 36, like 36 and a half weeks, our baby flipped and was, and was breech. Um, and we were kind of bummed about that, but we were able to go in and get him flipped, you know, facing the right direction. 
Yeah, a lot of people were like, oh, we'll just wait, like he might spin in labor, or he, like my baby spun around 39 or 40 weeks. And why Elisha and I were so anxious about this is because basically everything happened that we thought would happen, which is my water broke first. That's happened three out of four times mm-hmm. with their babies. And then I was early by yes. two weeks. So, <laughs> and it was a crazy fast labor. Well, yeah, it was kind of crazy fast. Are we going to walk them through the labor? Kind of what happened? I mean, may as well. I'm sure nobody's interested, but let's give them the rundown <laughs> and the birth story. I don't so know. we'll tell you guys the birth story. Yeah, let's do it. Let's give them a quick play by play. Okay. So yeah, it's kind of funny because every time a baby's come, it's come after I feel like I finished my to-do list. Yes. I don't know <laughs> what gets triggered in Katie's brain, but there was a strong, there's just a definite cor- correlation to Katie accomplishing some, some particular task that she really wants to see finished prior to going into labor. She accomplishes it. And then that night she goes into labor. This has happened for all of our children. Yeah. It's happened for everyone. So, I mean, I don't want to say like, Oh, I mean, it's clearly subconscious if it's anything, but I do feel like my body for some reason just like lets down. Lets down. It's like, okay, she could have the baby now. I don't know. Maybe it won't happen again, but it's definitely happened for all four. So we finished filming this big ukulele course. Yes. That's just a huge deal for Goldberg Music Academy. And it was a big deal because if we didn't film this past week, the teacher that was going to teach ukulele was going to be out of the country for like four months. Right. And we really didn't want to wait that long to get this ukulele course filmed and up. And so we just like had this last minute, two and a half day stretch where we could get this ukulele teacher to come into town and, and record this course. And so it was like all hands on deck for those two and a half days. And literally we dropped her off at the airport on yeah, that day, that Fr- Friday, Friday night, huh? Yeah, I jokingly got on Votberg Music Academy's Instagram and was like, oh, the baby could come tonight. It's a good night for the baby. And then I went to bed and I was laying in bed and I was like, my water just broke. Yeah. And this time, Elisha didn't question me when my water broke. <laughs> <laughs> the first couple yeah. times he's like, are you sure? But this time he knew I was for real. Yeah, it was crazy. So that kicked you into gear, I think, at 11 o'clock that night or 1130 maybe. Yeah. So my waters broke three out of four, again, of our labors. Yes. To start things off. To start things off. Yeah. Yeah. It's like nothing happened. Just laying in bed. My water broke. So I got up and Elisha's like, okay, well, I'll blow up the birth pool. This is at 1145 Mm -hmm. at night. So you did that. Yeah, I blew up the birth pool. We kind of, whatever, tidied up our room got some towels got pulled out the baby clothes the baby diapers you know the newborn diapers um i don't know yeah just kind of odds and ends stuff i like wanted to make sure stuff was kind of more or less tidied yeah like tidied just up. tidying because he knows people are going to be coming into our house yeah. and i think this is so funny because you guys know we've mentioned on the podcast sometimes through different seasons elisha struggled with insomnia or like having a hard time falling asleep staying asleep and so I went upstairs to like get some food because I didn't know how long it was going to be and change and I don't know what all I was doing and I come downstairs like 10 minutes later and Elisha's on the bed like snoring like just out. It was so bizarre because when she, when her water broke 
I was like, okay, I got to do my little checklist, you know, get the pool inflated and filled up with water. Um, whatever. I got the dishwasher go just a bunch of little random things. And it didn't take very long, maybe 30 or 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then I started thinking through the night and I was like, okay, well, I'm probably not going to sleep at all tonight because Katie's labors typically go pretty quickly. And, uh, and it just made me so tired thinking about not sleeping all night. And I was like, I need to sleep now. If I, the only chance I have of getting any sleep is right now. And I just conked out on the bed and was, I, you let me sleep for like 40 minutes. It was awesome. <laughs> it was kind of funny because I was like, wow, apparently what I have to tell you to get you to go to sleep is I'm going to have a baby yeah. and just put you right out. So yeah. So I just kind of started tracking my contractions. My contractions started within like 30 minutes of my water breaking. They weren't very hard, but they were about five minutes apart and a minute long hmm. from the first one. Mm -hmm. So it was just like right away they were consistent and then they just built in intensity. That's right. So right when your contractions were about five minutes apart and at least a minute in length, you that's when you woke me up and you asked me to go, right? Well, they started out that strong, but I waited okay. until I had to breathe through them. Okay. Until they got stronger. Gotcha. Yeah. So once they built up to that, to a stronger, yeah, to, to stronger contractions, that's when you woke me up and, and you asked me to go call the midwife. Yeah. So this is, so my water broke at 1145. This is two hours later mm -hmm. at 145. And I was like, Hey, I think you need to go call the midwife. And you didn't take me seriously. Well, no, I took you seriously, but I also was a bit reluctant because Katie and I both really prefer spending the majority of the labor just with the two of us. That's, yes. that's both of our preference is when it's just her and I, and we can work together. And then obviously we love having the midwife there for the end. And so I was like, boy, I think the midwife's going to be here pretty early, you know, for, for you and I just to be laboring together. But I, obviously I, I did what you wanted and I called the midwife and she's like, okay, well I should probably come over pretty soon. Cause Katie typically labors pretty quickly. And so I, and I was like, oh man, the midwife's just going to be sitting here for like five hours or six hours. You know, well, we made uh, the mistake with Louie's birth of calling the midwife too soon. Yeah. And it kind of bothered both of us. We yes. just felt like I just kept having to get checked, like my right. blood pressure. And it was just kind of more, a more invasive process. Right. And so, yeah. yeah Cause with Leon and Lucy, we loved having a solid chunk of time to just work through the labor with the two of us. Yeah. I, I shouldn't speak you. This is what you said. Like, I'm not, oh, no, I'm no, no, here no. the husband saying this is how, how we prefer if, it. This is what you've said. Yeah, if anyone yeah. comes at Elisha for saying stuff, it's because we're on the same page. He's speaking for both of us because we've talked about this before. So I feel like each one of our labor experiences has been very much him and I working together. So I want you to feel comfortable. I don't want any like lady being like coming at you. Well, yeah. I, and I just, I wanted to preface that by saying that's kind of why I was reluctant, obviously. And I obviously I wasn't in tune like you were with your body and you're like, no, the midwife should come. I was like, okay, you know. So like for record, like Leon was nine and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Then Lucy was five and a half hours. Mm -hmm. And then Louie was about five and a half hours too. But um, he was, my water didn't break on that one. So yeah, I, I pushed for end. a lot yeah. longer. Yeah, eventually it broke. Yeah. <laughs> Still in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so the midwife, so yeah, two hours in after Katie's water broke, I called the midwife. And that was what at two thirty? 
Yeah. Yeah, that was at 2.30. No, no, 2. No, 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 no. That was at 145. 1.45. 1.45. 11.45, okay. and then it was exactly two hours later. And my contractions were just, that was after I had a four-minute contraction. So that was when they started getting all wonky, mm-hmm. and I started being like, wow, these are not consistent anymore. They're really hard. And that four minutes was really hard because it went down, you know, like contractions build and then they go down and then it just went right back up. Like Mm. I didn't have a break. And so that's where I was like, and then I only had a minute break and then another two minute contraction. And I was like, yeah, this is starting to get hard. I want to know what my dilation is and I don't want the midwife to miss this. And at this point I knew this is going to be a fast labor. Hmm. Like it was just so hard right out of the gate right. with my contractions. Yeah. And you didn't tell me that, which uh, you, there's no reason you should have. I was just basing it off of past labors. Yeah. Honestly, I felt more, I felt like we were more detached through this whole labor than we have been through my first three. Hmm. I think because it was so quick was part of it. Yes. And I went before to bed before you right this night of all nights you know we didn't really connect before right um we were just both really tired and did our own thing and then went to bed and so i just i feel like because it was so fast too i didn't have we didn't really communicate a lot through it yeah not we i mean we didn't just do our own thing we had somewhat of like an argument before we went to bed it wasn't like a heated (laughs) argument at each other we yeah neither of us were mad at each other we were just tired and like mad at the topic. We talked too long about uh, a topic. About a topic. Basically, yeah. it was great. And then it's like you get tired and you're still talking and then you're starting to get annoyed at yeah. the other and person. And then we were getting overwhelmed because it was a business related topic about one of our businesses. Yeah. And then we just started getting overwhelmed with all that needed to be done. And then we were just like annoyed that we were sitting here talking about this. And yeah, so, you wanted to keep talking to get yourself out of the negative place. Right. Like this shouldn't be negative. We need to figure this out. And then it was like, this is just getting worse. I love you. Yes. We're not mad at each other. We just need to go to sleep right. and talk about this in the morning. Yeah. So I went to sleep and then Elisha stayed up just to. Well, just like decompress and to <laughs> like told me read I need and a like, break. yeah, I was like, you need a break. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't need a break from you. I wanted a break from like thinking about work. In our business and all the stuff that needed to happen. And I just wanted to read yeah. um, a bit. Anyways. So we weren't mad. But so that's how we ended we that night. We were just kind of like, you know, when you end on different terms and are just right. like, we'll think more clear in the morning yes. about this. We weren't mad, but yeah. So that's how it ended. And then the labor started. Right. And, and it was just so fast. It was. So yeah, the midwives came. Well, yeah. Because I mean, even this whole time, like... I would usually when I have a contraction, Elisha would like be there, like holding my hand or whatever. But like I'd have a contraction and then he'd like go upstairs for something. Well, yeah, I was going to be like Elisha and then he'd come back down. Right. I was because so I filled up the birthing pool and I just left the hose. I had hooked up the hose to our uh, where the wash machine hooks up and it was really hot coming in there. So I just left the hose in there and was doing a bunch of other stuff. But then I didn't realize it got cold. We like ran out of hot water. And so the birthing pool, yeah, I didn't tell you this, was not very warm because I let the cold water run way too long because I didn't, Uh, I was like doing other stuff while that was filling up. And so it was like lukewarm, way cooler than what I thought you would have wanted it. So I went upstairs and was boiling water and coming back and forth. That's so sweet. Yeah. So I did like six trips of boiled water to try to get the temperature up a bit. (laughs) You're so sweet. Well, no, it was kind of negligent of me to just leave the hose in there and let it, I was kind of mad at myself that I didn't monitor it more closely. It was unnecessary. (gasps) Oh, I'm glad we're doing this recap. I would have never known. Yeah. So anyways, 
yeah, so the midwife showed up. At 2.30. At 2.30. Yep. And at this point, my contractions are really hard. Yeah. And I know they're really hard. And I'm assuming I'm dilated to like a seven. And she wanted to check right away and make sure that the baby's head was still down there, which we hadn't had before. Like, that was another reason why I wanted her to come a little right. bit sooner. It's like I did this baby flip back around. I wanted to around. make sure baby was in good position yeah. and its heartbeat was good. Nothing had happened during the flip. You know, I was just like a little more concerned because mm-hmm. we'd done that intervention. And so she checked me and was like, oh, you're dilated to an eight. And I was like, that feels about right. Yeah. <laughs> And so that's when she was like, after this next one, do you want to get in the birthing pool? And I'd never done a birthing pool before. I have mixed emotions about that whole experience. Yeah. It went, I think, exactly how I was expecting it to go. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, um, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. We don't have to. Okay. Well, anyways, so I was in transition in the birthing pool. Yep. And that was hard. And then it was just all hard. It wasn't that long though. Right. And, and I knew that. And I knew like we're sprinting through this thing. It was just like, flying. Like just get this baby out. And the whole time, because I knew it was so fast, I had no issue with it being hard because I was just like, each one of these contractions is doing a ton. Transition right. is flying by. Just get this thing out of my body. Yeah. I am so tired of being pregnant. Yeah. You weren't like pacing yourself. No. And I knew I didn't have to. Right. So that was a big blessing. Yeah. Uh, Because yeah, transition is just torture. But then with the push, I guess the midwife said I only pushed for four minutes. Yeah. That's crazy. Because so the midwife got here at 2.30. And he was born at 2.56. So about three. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That's so fast. It was. And with that four minute contraction, well, with that four minutes, I guess it was a steady pushing contraction the whole entire time. So that was something that was different is like the midwife was coaching me through pushing, but I could push at any point. The yeah. contraction never stopped from when I started pushing to when. Right. Yeah. Because even with the, the, our other three, you would kind of rest between pushes and wait for the contractions. Yeah. To that's come. what I was saying. It was different because uh, Louis, the birthright before, it was an hour pushing, mm-hmm. but I would have a pushing contraction and then I'd, I'd like change positions and we'd mm-hmm. try something new yep. and that was hard too, but they were, they were different. Like I couldn't sustain this. Right. They were little, even though it wasn't like they weren't break breaks, there were little breaks in the midst of those. Yes. Then that, Where this that time it was just a solid right. contraction. I could push it at any point. So anyways, then he came out. Wow. And that was the end of the story. So it was really fast. It was. It was hard and fast. And the Lord was just so gracious with all of it. I didn't have any tearing. And everything went so smooth. Yeah, he was healthy. You know, seven pounds, seven ounces. Yes. Um, Just he was hearty. He was able to to nurse right away. Yeah, which we've had issues with our other kids nursing because they've been so small. Mm -hmm. Probably because they've come a little early. Yeah. Something else that was a fun was, um, or kind of funny really is Katie's mother has, and you have always wanted her at one of your labors Oh yeah. and she's wanted to be at all of them, but for whatever reason, she's always missed, you know, your first three, which is so funny because in Bend, Oregon, we lived in the same town, 10 minutes away from them for my first three, but she was always out of state Yes. when I had the baby and my sister Kyla lives in Kentucky which is a long ways away from Oregon, if you're familiar with a map. 
<laughs> and my mom made it to her birth. She did? Yes. For the, for the actual for labor? For the whole thing. No way. She said she she made it there for, yeah, like six hours of it. That's crazy. And, and Kyla's birth wasn't extraordinarily long. Wow. Yeah. So anyways, we... We called or texted your mom when, when you went into labor because she they were actually like teaching at a marriage conference about three or three and a half hours away. Mm-hmm. But we knew they still want to know. And so we texted your mom at midnight or called her. I can't remember. Yeah. And and your mom and dad were like, let's do it. Like, let's get there. And they thought they had plenty of time because Katie, you know, had just been just gone into labor and uh but they did not have enough time to get here they, <laughs> they missed got here it like 20 minutes late yeah uh, i was like oh my goodness yeah they drove through the night and just for you know pedal to the metal and just missed it but they've been a like a tremendous help katie's mother is always a help after our children we probably mentioned that a couple weeks ago how even though she missed the the labor and delivery she would be just all present for multiple days afterwards yeah taking so care of katie and- with my first we had issues with leon nursing yeah and mama came for like a couple of days probably like right about where i'm at now mm-hmm. and it was i was still kind of riding on the oh we just had a baby high we were like oh we got this my mom left and i just like emotionally tanked right leon started losing weight we couldn't nurse anyways mm. it was this big thing so she came and stayed for a week and ever since then she's come and stayed and yeah, and then not it's only is she staying and helping with meals and cleaning and taking care of Katie and helping with the nursing and all of that, uh, Katie's dad, Chad, took our other three kiddos to their house in Montana, and so they're fully taken care of and loved and you know just get total awesome engagement from their aunts and uncles, and we get a quiet home to really rest and recuperate and just focus on the baby and each other. It's just a total blessing. So the kids will be over there for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. I think they're coming ho- home tomorrow. It's crazy. I'm sure you can all relate to this. Once once you have other kids and you have a newborn, your other kids seem so big and rough. Yeah. Like they're so sweet. I miss them. But they like come in and all of a sudden, you know, you have your newborn that's like so gentle and their cries so little and everything so small. And all of a sudden your toddlers just seem like these giant yes, kids that are going to like destroy your yeah, body. They, they are stoked about our newborn, but they are, oh, yeah. are they're a hazard. They're like way too stoked. You know, they yeah. just want to smother him in love. Um, and so, yeah, it's like a whole new challenge is keeping our newborn alive yeah are we gonna share his name yeah we probably should i feel like we just keep saying our newborn or baby we've been so used to referring to him as that but we can tell you guys his name now yeah so as you can tell we're sticking with i mean we started with the l theme and so we're not gonna deviate from that we officially have reached the stage where i'm like i think we might have too many l kids because we have called uh, our baby Lewis. Yeah, I love all of our children's names, but I do think it's going to be confusing, and <laughs> and yeah, we're going to just mess it up all of the time. But we, but we're committed, and we're going to stick with it. Oh yeah, I feel like now. So his name is Lawrence Gillette Votberg. Lawrence Gillette. So it's spelled like L A W, like law. We don't want him to be nicknamed Lori. Right? Yeah. I don't think I want him to be nicknamed Laurie. If anyone calls him a nickname, I'd rather it be Law. So he spelled it that way. Mm -hmm. And then Gillette, like the racer. Yes, we've got Leon, Lucy, Lewis, and Lawrence. 
but <laughs> I think it's called Lewis 90% of the time right now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but like, I feel like that's inevitable. Yeah, we'll get yeah. used to it. But anyways, it's just, yeah, he's been healthy and happy. We think he has a lip tie, but we'll cross that bridge yeah. in a little bit. It's such a gift. You know, I can't, every time we have a newborn, I can't help but think of that uh, gospel song. I think Bill Gaither uh, wrote it. It's called Because He Lives. Um, and the second verse is how sweet to hold a newborn baby and feel the love and joy he brings, I think. But greater still, that calm assurance this child can can face uncertain days because he lives, because Jesus lives. And I think of that every time I'm holding our newborn, where I've got so, I just love them so much. They're so vulnerable and so dependent. But this, and we're in uncertain times, you know, that the, these, these times are unprecedented, you know, that we're in right now. <laughs> and we're always in an uncertain time. Yeah, we're time, always in uncertain so. times. Uh, but I've got so much confidence and because of what Christ accomplished on the cross and because he's been given all authority under heaven and here on earth, that this child can face these uncertain days. And my full confidence is because of, because, because Christ lives, because he, he rose from the dead. He accomplished everything he needed to do, um, through, you know, through his death and resurrection. And I feel like having that realization of the vulnerability of your child and realizing, oh man, this, there's what all the things that could potentially go wrong in this child's life. I don't want to find any security for this child and what, what we can do for them or how competent they will be or their, their surroundings or the environment and the culture. But I want our confidence to be fully in, in Christ reigning and, and the power and authority that he has in this child's life and in our life. Yeah, that's encouraging. <laughs> yeah. That's just, I don't know. I've been thinking about that the last couple of days because yeah. that, that verse just goes through my mind over and over again. How sweet to hold a newborn baby and feel the love and joy it brings, which is so true. But then the greater still that calm assurance that this child can face in certain days because he lives. Um like I love that we don't have to sell ourselves short of embracing the joy and privilege it is to be parents. There doesn't it doesn't have to be tainted by this fear of the unknown or what can go wrong. You can fully embrace the joy of a child because because he lives. Yeah, I love that that calm assurance. Mm -hmm. Just really comforting. It is. So true. So we'll see how the adjustment goes. I think mm. we know that we're just you're just on the beginning of quite a endurance stretch. Yeah. I mean, we're coming off. We're just so great. I'm just so grateful to not we're be so pregnant. Oh, yes. And that's just have the confidence that he's out. Yeah. You know, yeah. we can see what's going on now. And you know, what's funny, though, is I think this is by far the most intimidated Katie and I have been for the postpartum season. And oh just way. with, and that's primarily because of having the other three kiddos, you know, having three that are four years old, two years old, one year old, and now a newborn for whatever reason, three didn't seem that overwhelming or scary, but this fourth one is kind of intimidating. It's very intimidating. I, I think to us saying I've been so physically incapable of helping with the kids with a lot of stuff for a while. As far as like you load them all up in their car seats. Sure, I mean not a while, maybe the last like month or yeah, so. Yeah, since like thirty four weeks. Yeah, so probably about four weeks. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
And obviously I feel that way still because I still feel very fragile. Mm -hmm. So it's very daunting to think, oh, there's another child that needs to be carried and fed Mm -hmm. and, you know, all these different things. But I think, so I think that transition is still going to be hard Mm -hmm. because they're all still so dependent. Right. Like people... (laughs) so funny people say all the time like oh don't worry four will be way easier than three but i've never met someone who said that that had a four-year-old like leon turned four this week that lawrence or like whose oldest was four yeah like usually they're like i'm like well how old are your kids and they're like oh seven and five and you know it's different when they can like tie their own shoes and they're still in diapers and i don't know our kids are just all very very dependent yeah, it's it's and like so, really sketchy every time we get them out of the car, you know, and there's like, yeah. we're close to a street, you know, or we're close. I don't know. They're just so unpredictable still. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Everything's way. unpredictable yeah. and very um, dependent. So obviously we're going to adjust and I'm so grateful. Like I was just talking to my mom and she was saying how my dad was at work all the time, you know, and I'm grateful that we have this season where Elisha can support me. In, yeah, I get to work from home and be be relatively present. Yeah, yeah. if I like need him, he is here. Mm-hmm. And so I know that we have that like way easier than a lot of people would in this situation. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that. Um, but I think we're both just like nervous how it's all going to go. It's the same thing like the kids just all get up early in the morning mm-hmm. and the day starts. There's just a lot of needs right off the bat, but the Lord yeah, knows. I feel like I really need to step up my game as a, I've really slacked off over the last, I don't know, this year, maybe in general, I've kind of been a slacker when it comes to my, the discipline in my life and being up and ahead of the kids and, you know, preparing them breakfast, being in the word with them, getting them. I think we're really good in the evening and bedtime and stuff, but I do feel like it's a good opportunity for me to, to rise to the occasion. Um, and to just, re- I feel like I, I really, I think, need to step up my game for the sake of our home. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, you're very involved and present and disciplined. Oh, well, thank you for saying that. I just like what our friend says, you know, men are like semi-trucks. They drive better with a heavy load. And <laughs> It's been a while since you said that on here. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I felt like because you're so active with our kids, it makes my job as a father so easy. You know, and I think that like a new challenge of is good for me. I'm excited to, I think I'll be able to drive better and drive straighter with a heavy, heavier load. There you go. We added to the load, folks. (laughs) (laughs) The best kind of load. Driving pretty straight. But yeah, I think we're really excited. And yeah, I'm just, I'm preparing to go into a season of being really tired too. You know, it gets worse before it gets better with stuff like that. And this might be the last podcast for a year but yeah. no we're gonna joking. come out come no. out in 2022 being like okay we made it <laughs> yeah no. you just don't know what you don't know yeah. anytime you add a child whatever rhythms you have whatever routines you had right stuff has to shift and we've been doing this every year um since we've got married sure but it's always different yeah. every new baby it's not like oh you just apply the same you know right. techniques it's like stuff needs to change i mean i think it's really good for all of our other kids too though because like we get back on top of discipline first time obedience training because it's like you can't have three kids disobeying you at the same time like louis gotten away with so much stuff yes the other day when he was leaving you know he threw a big temper tantrum we never had temper tantrums with leon and lucy right 
like that. Yes. And it was just like, he's been the baby for a long time. He's gotten away with a lot. And all of a sudden you have four kids that you're taking care of and you're like, okay, this is no longer acceptable. You have to um, start obeying daddy and mama now. Exactly. So I think it is healthy for everyone overall. I agree. Well, folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for your, all of your encouragement and support through this pregnancy. Yes, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> we're so grateful, and uh, we'll be talking to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Actually, do you want to tell them where they can like, see pictures or video or anything? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, well, the email already went out oh, Okay. at this point. Okay. So I'll tell you right now if you're listening still <laughs> to this. Top five Tuesday is where we send out like a little vlog and video updates and photos and just like life update stuff that we don't share on Instagram. Yeah, we send it out in an email. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just top five Tuesdays. Where? You're like where? This in Seattle? Yeah. Yeah. So it's an email. And if you aren't already on that list, I'll link it in the show notes because each email is individual. So we don't basically we we aren't going to resend out the content again you know but i guess at this point i'll post well on my channel i'll have some birth vlog footage cool i mean i haven't previewed it yet so maybe i won't but (laughs) (laughs) you'll probably get that in next week's email so sign up for the email today and next week you can get some footage awesome all right (laughs) bye-bye bye